Hey there, Brittany here. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about a special online mini training that I'm offering for free for a limited time. It's called Peace, Love, Stepmom. And not to toot my own horn, but beep beep, it's pretty freaking awesome. Peace Love Stepmom will give you the exact steps to take in order to create more harmony in your stepfamily without feeling like you have to walk on eggshells or bite your tongue or ignore your own needs just to keep the peace. Because if you are listening to this, then chances are pretty good that you know there's a big difference between not fighting and actually feeling peaceful. To enroll in Peace Love Stepmom and get immediate access to this incredible online course, head to peacelovestepmom.com and sign up. It's totally free. You don't want to miss it. So go to peacelovestepmom.com to enroll and get immediate access. Now on with the show. Where would you take your life if you knew you could not fail. I get it. As a stepmom, mom, and entrepreneur, sometimes it can feel like what everyone else expects of you versus what you dream about for yourself are on opposite ends of the spectrum. As a woman, you're taught from a very young age what society thinks you're worth based on how you look, how you behave, and how much money you're allowed to bring in. But I'm here to show you that you can be the woman who has it all, and not just on the outside. I'm Brittany Lynch, and you are the queen of your castle. What is up, beauty queen? You are listening to episode 40, 40, 40, big 40 of the queen of your castle podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Lynch, and I help stepmoms live happily ever after. Now, this episode in particular is coming to you at the tail end of an absolutely incredible winter cold snap here in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Temperatures have been as low as... For minus 46 Celsius, maybe even colder, and for weeks. And for my American friends, that's about minus 50 Fahrenheit. Cold, cold, cold as shit, like relentlessly hard to breathe, cold to your bones, cold. And I was just chatting today with a couple of friends who live in the southern states in Texas and Mississippi about the winter storms that they're having down there with snowstorms and ice rain and power going out and houses with no heat and I have to say you know what a what a wild time what a wild season that this winter has been now I don't know about you but when I get into the middle of severe winter weather events, it can be really hard for me to see the light. Something about me that I, is that I despise the cold. 
and I've I've been working on it, but I just can't, I just can't, I just can't get my mind around this. I just can't for the life of me like winter. I despise it. I literally live in one of the worst places in the world as far as what my climate preferences are. So I can get pretty miserable when winter rolls around. It really does a number on my mind. Now, logically, I know eventually it's going to warm up again here in Canada. Eventually, it's going to turn to spring again. I know logically in my brain, in my mind, that it just will not and cannot stay minus 50 forever. But when I'm in the middle of it, sometimes I lose sight of that. You know, people might think I'm being dramatic about how much I hate winter, but I physically, viscerally despise it. And now this got me thinking about how when you are in the middle of a season in life, whether that's a literal season like winter that I physically despise or a season like becoming a new stepmom or a season like the first five years of blending a family or the next five years of blending a family or the season of your partner's ex-spouse getting remarried and the way the kids react to that. When you're in the middle of a season in life, it can be hard to remember that life is just a constant changing of different seasons. And as much as it can't stay dark, cold, miserable winter forever, it also can't stay bright, sunny, cheerful summer forever. Literally and figuratively speaking, the only constant to life is change. Now, a lot of stepmoms find their way to me when they are in a winter season in their stepfamilies. When it feels cold, when it feels disconnected, when it feels hopeless, there are storms and darkness. It can be really hard in those moments, in those seasons to just trust and just believe that just right over there on the other side of that darkness, there are little tiny buds and blossoms just waiting, just waiting for enough sun to come and help them bloom. Now, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and tell you that I can help you stay in summer all the time because while that would be amazing, it's just not realistic. And I'm also not going to tell you that I have this magic potion that I can give to you to teach you how to love the winter seasons of your life. But what I do strive to do is help stepmoms learn how to accept winter for what it is. To discover what is at the root of the darkness. To help them feel confident that they are equipped with the tools to handle the next winter season that rolls around and the one after that and the one after that. I also help you to embrace summer when it's summer, to allow it to be beautiful, to allow it to be summer, not to be still stuck in the past in the darkness of the winter or predicting what might happen next winter 
and missing out on the beautiful season of summer, of joy, of being a newlywed, of having your hours baby. You don't want to miss out on those seasons, right? You don't want to miss out on the moments that you can be enjoying while they are in front of you. Now, what I want to talk to you about today is kind of a a misstep, a mistake that I've been noticing, that I've been observing, that stepmoms are making while they are in the midst of a hard, dark, cold, stormy season. And I mean this metaphorically. I want to talk to you about this mistake so that if you're making it, you can be aware of it and then go ahead and decide if you want to keep doing it that way or not. Now, inevitably, what happens when people stay attached to this pattern is that if this applies to you, then it might feel like you're always waiting for something bad to happen. And then when something bad does happen, you're like, I knew it. Only you don't know how to navigate it. In other words, you're predicting that winter is coming, but you're not preparing for it. Now, if you're like most stepmoms who work with me, then you probably fall into this pattern in some capacity. And you might feel like you're always sort of doing damage control. You might wait until shit hits the fan and then react and try to figure out how to fix it. And trust me, I get it because this used to be me. But I want you to ask yourself, what might be the problem with living life in this constant state of reactivity? What is the problem with living in this never-ending damage control mode? In feeling like your life is just punctuated by problem after problem after problem. Like genuinely ask yourself, you know, what is the price that you're paying? Whether it's with your health or your sanity or your relationships. What is it costing you basically to be at the mercy of this emotional roller coaster that step family life is? So for example, let's just say that I find out my husband's ex-wife is taking a nice sunny vacation while I'm stuck in the stinky room trying to pay the bills, right? Boom, shit hits the fan for me. And since I'm in damage control mode and I'm waiting for her to do something that irritates me or triggers me or grinds my gears, what do I do when this happens? If I'm like most stepmoms and I'm going to head to the old Googleator and I'm going to search some variation of, I hate my husband's ex-wife. She's taking my money and going on vacations with it. Da, 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 da. What do I do? Right? How do I, how do I fix this? I'm reacting to this. Now, what do I do? How do I react? How do, what do I do? Then what happens when just a few weeks later, she asks my husband if we can take my stepson for a month straight and whammy, here I go finding myself in another winter snowstorm, in a blizzard, in a shitstorm again, right? Instantly, I'm pissed. I'm angry because my husband says yes without asking me first. Decisions are made without consulting me and I react. 
And then I go and I hit the old interweb and I search, I hate my husband's ex-wife. She's not abiding by the custody agreement. And I hit the forums and I vent and I'm angry. What do I do, right? I'm looking for answers. What am I supposed to do? And then we'll say a couple of months later, my husband goes to drop off my stepson and he ends up staying a little bit longer to have a casual, friendly chat with his ex-wife and his ex-sister-in-law and his ex-brother-in-law. Surprise, surprise, I'm triggered, right? I'm triggered. I'm back on Google looking for answers. I'm posting angrily in a Facebook group. Because even though I think that the problem is that he stayed longer and chatted with his first family for way longer than I thought he should, that's not actually the problem. But it is when you're in damage control mode. So does this sound familiar? It might. It might not. But if you're like me and if you're like most stepmoms that I've met, then you might be wondering, how can it be that after all of the books and all of the blogs that you've read, after all of the podcasts you've listened to, after all of the influencers you've been influenced by, how can it be that you still don't really know what to do when shit hits the fan in your stepfamily? The answer is probably that you are making this mistake that this episode is all about. And that mistake is that when there is a conflict or a disagreement or a crisis in your step family, if you're like most people, then you probably take to the internet and you start searching for an exact step-by-step process that you can follow to fix that problem. Now, searching for answers can't possibly be the mistake that I'm talking about, can it? But what if I told you that searching for answers is exactly the mistake that I'm seeing, that I'm talking about? And more accurately, what if I told you that searching for specific answers to specific step family problems is a big, fat, huge mistake? What if I told you that when you look to other authors or influencers or bloggers or podcasters or other stepmoms for solutions to your own specific step family dynamic, you're always going to come up short. Because here's the truth. If you continue to look for specific answers to specific step family problems, then you will continue to live in damage control mode. And nobody wants to live a life where they're constantly just getting blindsided by problems that they can't seem to get away from. (laughs) If you're thinking like, Brittany, aren't you? Don't you mentor stepmoms for a living? Like, how does it make any sense that you're telling me not to seek advice? Like, isn't that what you do? But this way of thinking is very, 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 so, so, so disempowering. 
because your focus now gets narrowed to this little teeny tiny itty bitty sliver of your life that now all of a sudden consumes 80% of your brain power, 90% of your brain power, maybe more. Like think about it this way. If you wanted to learn how to become a master chef, would you focus specifically on the problem of how to use one single ingredient? Like, okay, Google, hit me with every search result you have about parsley. No, right? Of course not. So if you want to learn how to master this very tricky, complex role of being a stepmom, then why do people think that they should focus on specific problems? Like your stepson not brushing his teeth for 12 days, that's parsley. Like that's the parsley. If you want to learn how to become a master chef, then you master the fundamental techniques, the fundamental theories of how to use your knives and what types of cuts to use and how to pair ingredients and cooking times and temperatures and how to present your food so that it looks as beautiful as it tastes. And if you want to learn how to create peace and harmony and intimacy in your stepfamily relationships, if you want to learn how to feel like yourself again after joining up with this family that was already created before you came along, and if you've noticed you're just sort of spinning your wheels and putting out fires as they pop up, chances are pretty good it's because you are looking for answers to the wrong questions. What I mentioned earlier about how I used to get pissed off when my stepson's mom would take a sunny vacation and how I got pissed off when she made plans that required us to have more custody time than initially was planned and how I would get enraged when my husband would stay too long at his ex-wife's house to talk about his first family, talk to his first family and like shoot the shit with them. Those are all individual problems that people would most likely search for answers to. But here's the truth. There's a common denominator underneath those problems. And if you're anything like me, then this next part might really resonate with you. Underneath those problems was the common denominator of the fact that For my entire life that I can remember, I've personally always struggled with feelings like jealousy and resentment and worry that I'm going to be abandoned and feelings of not enoughness. And if anyone in the world can amplify those feelings, it's my husband's ex-wife. But those feelings were always there. They were always bubbling under the surface. And so when I said at the beginning of the episode that most folks will predict that something bad is going to happen, but they don't prepare for it. This is what I mean. I knew she was going to cause problems for me, but I wasn't preparing. I was just reacting. I was just burying my head in the sand waiting for the next dramatic thing to happen. 
but not actually preparing for it. There I was, you know, feeling like it was the end of the world every time I heard the woman's name or thought she was messaging my husband at the wrong time of day or thought she might use her her very own money inappropriately. And that's why, one reason why, it's a big mistake to look for these specific answers. And not only that, but when you take to the internet and you look for that one last magical blog post or book or forum that's going to have the answers you need for your stepfamily, I'm curious, what makes you believe that another stepmom out there knows what's right for you and your stepfamily? What makes you believe that some other blogger or some other podcaster knows you better than you know you? If you think that the answers to your stepfamily problems are going to be found in one more book or one more blog or one more podcast or one more Facebook group, then what you're really saying is that you don't trust yourself more than you trust other people. Now, don't you think it makes more sense for you to learn how to trust your own self, how to lean into your own inner wisdom, how to trust your own intuition instead of trying to apply what worked in someone else's stepfamily to your stepfamily? Your stepfamily, which contains your partner, not theirs. Your stepfamily, which contains your stepkids, not theirs. Your stepfamily, which contains your co-parenting dynamics, not theirs. Stepfamilies are not math. There's no one-size-fits-all rules. We, as stepmoms, we live in very, very complex family systems that are full of complex human beings who have needs and wants, who all need and want different things, who communicate differently, who process information differently, who have different values, who have different loyalties. The happiest, most confident stepmoms I've ever met, stepmoms who (laughs) zip up their proverbial parkas and brave those winter storms without hardly even flinching, Stepmoms who know how to navigate even the most intense stepfamily conflicts. They all have one thing in common. They approach these winter seasons with curiosity instead of judgment. The stepmom who has it all and not just on the outside, the courageous, confident, peaceful queen stepmom knows that As one of my favorite mentors always says, the quality of your life depends on the quality of questions that you ask. So, dear Google, is my spouse going to get back together with their kid's other parent? That's going to return you some pretty shitty answers. Compared to if you turn inward and ask yourself, What do I believe about my worth and my worthiness to have this deep fear of abandonment getting in the way of my happiness? If you ask, dear Google, how can I make my teenage stepchild brush their teeth? 
you're going to get some pretty shitty answers compared to if you turn inward and ask yourself, what am I making another person's hygiene practices mean about myself and my ability as a parent and my enoughness as a woman? The problems in your step family and rather what you believe are your problems in your step family are nothing more than gifts and opportunities for you to grow and heal as a person. And yes, sometimes they suck. More often than not, they suck. That's why they're called problems, right? And still to this day, when I personally have problems come up in my stepfamily or my friendships or my business or wherever else, I still cry, I throw tantrums, I get angry, I sulk, I pout. Sometimes I still act out and lash out at my husband or shut down or go on a shopping spree or eat an entire bag of Miss Vicky's sea salt and malt vinegar chips and go on an irresponsibly long Netflix binge. Because it's fucking hard to be a human sometimes. And it's hard to be a stepmom and it's hard to be a woman and a business owner and a mom and a wife and a sister and a friend while making sure I get enough exercise and eat clean enough and have a great skincare routine and take all my supplements and get eight hours of sleep and meditate and practice yoga. Life can be really fucking overwhelming sometimes. And that is okay. But from the bottom of my sometimes overwhelmed probably every day crying human heart, you would be amazed at how many of your problems would cease to exist as problems when you just let go and trust yourself to get to the root of your anger, to get to the root of your frustration or judgment or fear or people pleasing or resentment. When you cut it off at the source So which stepmom will you choose to be? Will you choose to be the type of stepmom who focuses only on each day's problems as they pop up and whack you in the face? Or will you choose to be the type of stepmom who feels the shitty, uncomfortable feelings while also getting curious about why they are shitty in the first place? Every stepmom wants peace. Every stepmom wants answers of how to find that peace. But which questions to ask is up to you. Now, what sort of peace and stillness and satisfaction becomes possible for you when you allow yourself the gift of knowing yourself, of trusting yourself, of hearing your inner guidance, of hearing your intuition. The journey to peace as a stepmom is honestly a road to getting acquainted with who you really are. It's a beautiful road. It's a freaking hard road. But I wonder if anything is more profound than the moment that you awaken to the truth. And part of that truth is that there is only one you who's not just allowed, but supposed to take up space and make mistakes and get angry 
and experience joy and argue with the people that you love. There's only one you who is not just allowed, but supposed to stop looking to other people for permission to feel and experience life as you do. The answers to every single one of your problems is inside of you because your problems are the solution. Your problems contain the keys to your freedom. So the next time that you find yourself heading into a winter season, the next time that you feel like life is just completely and totally testing you, like you you know spring is going to come, but you just don't believe it, I want to invite you to resist the urge to try to fix or change your problems and instead learn to hear what they are saying to you. Stay warm, sister. Springtime always comes back around. I hope this episode got your wheels turning and showed you just how powerful you are. I would invite you to take 30 seconds and tap subscribe to this podcast. When you subscribe to the podcast, then rest assured you will never miss an episode. And in no time, spinning your wheels will be a thing of the past. Thank you for listening and subscribing. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the absolute world to me if after you subscribed, you jumped on over and left me a five-star review and better yet, a written review. I am on a mission to let every mom and stepmom know that you can create the life of your dreams. And I need your help to change the world. The world needs us. Thank you so much for subscribing and leaving me a five-star review. I will see you next week. For more behind-the-scenes action and to get really up close and personal with me and our beautiful step family, jump on over to Instagram and follow me at the step queen. Don't be shy. Send me a DM. Tag me in your posts. Tag me in your stories. Let me know what you're up to and what about the podcast has been blowing your mind. I cannot wait to get to know you better and Instagram is my jam. I love you so much. I love you so much. Make it rain, girlfriend.